Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love and premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some bourbon, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 111th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cupid cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We continue our journey through the Connie line, we decide on our Christmas cigar and drink lineups, and we learn that Habano SSA is loosening its counterfeit security protocols, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Weller Special Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with the H. Upman Connoisseur B. A Robusto Extra tonight from Cuba. It's the H. Upman Connoisseur B. It's a beautiful 54 ring gauge by 5 and 7 eighths inches. Its factory name is the Henny Alice. And, boys, this is really a great-looking cigar. The Henny Alice is quite the sizable cigar. 
it's very this is like what you smoke with like businessmen after like yeah an important financial dinner it's got weight yeah it's pretty significant it's very dense and it's beautiful has the second band on it this is an lcdh la casa del habano release and then a custom connoisseur b band with featuring the normal upman band on it and then a second kind of layer on the single band there and then like i said the second lcdh I love the light well. tone of the wrapper. I was it just going to say very that. creamy. It looks a little lighter than the beautiful, Connie, isn't it? You know the other very delicate cigars, that, the Connie A and the Connie One. Yeah, agree. Yeah. All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See, what we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. I'm very excited to have this cigar tonight. I've never had it. This is the third in the Connoisseur line that we're doing. Open, but just a Gra- grassiness. Nice, good draw. Yeah, mine has a nice slight bit of resistance, uh-huh. which for this size, and we've done some other cigars recently of a, of a larger size, a little bit more resistance than we've been used to in, in cigars from Cuba. On the cold draw, I'm not getting, I'm actually getting something that's unique. It's not. Uh, it's a little fruity. It's a little fruity, but it's a little. Like a tangy fruit. Like right? a tangy fruit, but like kind of grassy too. Yeah, I get like raspberry. Honey, I'm like getting sweet but a little tart. Have you ever had a guava? Yeah. Of, course. of course, yeah. I we get, had it in uh, I get Cuba like a, on this guava like juice tangy, every morning. Yeah, tangy guava note on the cold draw. Is it very interesting? Am I crazy, <laughs> or is this a very interesting cold draw? It is. Yeah. It is. It's different. It's funny as I keep hitting it on the cold draw. I'm also getting a little salt too on the front of my tongue. Yes, but I'm not getting like cedar or Mm-mm. earth or anything Mm-mm. on the cold draw. I'm excited about this. Interesting. <laughs> All right, boys, let's light this thing. The H. Upman Connoisseur B from Cuba. Again, it's a 54 ring gauge Robusto Extra by five and seven eighths inches. It'll take a while for my single flame to light this guy. <laughs> we'll be here when you're ready, Bam. Okay. Yeah, this thing requires a lot of juice. Yeah. But, you know, because the wrapper's so delicate, you don't want to singe it. Yeah. Mmm. Beautiful on the light. Oh, I love it. That is classic Cuban tobacco flavor for me. Oh, dude. When I think Cuban tobacco, this is exactly what I think. I get salt. I get it's it's actually pretty sweet for me right now. I agree. Wow. Well, in the light, it's definitely Ooh. different than in the cold draw. Oh yeah. I'm getting that cedar now, Puba. Yeah. A little leather. Yeah, but very creamy though. Yeah. Yeah, this is a beautiful cigar in the light. It's even a little creamy. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that. Can't get anything. Tight draw. Really? No. Yeah, nothing. All right, you got to leave. <laughs> I have another one if you want another one. Let me try the uh, perfect draw. Okay. See if that opens up. You know, this thing feels like a celebratory cigar in your hand. It does. It it feels very significant. It does. It does. And you know, because it's it, we've had cigars in similar size. This you thing, know, but it, it it's packed a little more than it than commands some respect. To. And time. I, did, I did a preview on my foot, like I held your, I held the the, the Sotolo case up and on your foot, on the foot, 
And I think I picked a good one. Oh, on the no, phone. No gout on the one you picked out? No. <laughs> yeah. Doc, Dr. Scholes was well, about to get involved. Well, well played. But you know the ultimate footman <laughs> is Dr. the band, a.k.a. Dr. Scholl. So this cigar comes in a slide lid box of 25 cigars. Was announced in 2017. Of course, came out about a year and a half later. And... Boys, when you get these in those slide lid boxes of yeah. 25, it's just, I think, the best presentation of Cuban cigars. Agreed. I just love a classic cedar box. Better than cigars stacked on varnished each other. All right, LGC boxes. Let, let's not go too far. I'm, I'm with Boer Bams going L- here. Yeah, those A varnished, varnished box is hard to beat. Well, the 898 is really great. Yeah. So well, is the Winston. So is That's a varnished, Winston, varnished so box. box. And some of the LGC boxes are beautiful. Anything with, a, rib, anything with a ribbon on it <laughs> in a bundle. This is just a really refined smoke. I want mine to just open up a little. I think it will. I think it just needs a little bit. Yeah, these are definitely densely packed. There's no question about that. Yeah. As Rooster cuts a second one. Thank God I brought an extra with me tonight. Is he going to do an old school gizmo cut? <laughs> he may need it. All right. Let gizmo cut this one. So what are the stats on this guy? So this, boys, very exciting. We're so let me just say, before I answer that, we are we're very blessed by a listener, listener, uh, Lizard Sean, sent us seven of these for the podcast tonight. Incredible, thank you. And they thank are five years old. Bre December eighteen. Oh, Bre, very nice. Isn't that cool? That's very awesome. Nice. Upman great code. Factory, five great. years of age on them. Lizard Sean, you're the man. Yeah, I feel very lucky that we're smoking these tonight. A real special cigar. Where is he from? Uh, he lives in, uh, I think, South Jersey area, oh. Philadelphia area. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's not too far. I may need a perfect draw. Yours is tight, too? Yeah. Something These are to, densely packed. Something needs to be taken out of my, uh, out of the, it's not problematic in a major way. It's almost like the head just needs a little bit. There's just a little. So that goes to, you know, Cuban quality control five years ago. And, you know, as compared to the stuff we've been smoking from 21, 22, 23, here we have a box of cigars from the Upman factory and two out of the seven that we have yeah, have plug. needed serious attention. I actually call it three because now Rooster's over here <laughs> pulling on his uh, second one. He's digging for gold over there. Yeah, the end is really, it's really tight. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. We're going to have to talk to somebody when we go down there, get our money back. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the seventh Upman we've done on the podcast tonight. We've done two other Connies. We did the Connie A and the Connie 1. We've also done the Robustos Anahados, the Magnum 46, and the Magnum 50. So the only one in the, uh, excuse me, the Upman 2, of course. Of course. Classic Upman 2 from Love 14. The only cigar we haven't done in the Connoisseur line is the Connie 2, mm-hmm. and then the only cigar we haven't done in the Linea Magnum is the Magnum 54. 54, right. So those are really the two we have to do, mm-hmm. uh, and then additionally the Sir Winston and the Half Corona. So um, this is the seventh time we've done Upman, and they've performed very well for us. For a reason. We love the Upman market. Isn't there a 56? There's an, up, uh, there's an Upman 56. I think it's a special release, though. It's a re-release of a... Old 56 yeah. they used to have. Yeah. I haven't had that yet. 
so my foot is about to explode. Oh boy. Something's <laughs> happening with my cigar. Um it's cracking. Yeah. Mine is, yeah. Yeah. That one cracked. This one. I'm not changing mine. No, I know. I'll I'll smoke through this. I'm lucky. I'm having a nice experience over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky too. You know, I, I often don't mind when my cigar cracks like this because I know it's about a half inch. You'll eventually smoke through it. And, you know, we've talked about this before. A little spit goes a long way. Keep that leaf down. <laughs> the restraint I just showed there. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like I said, we've done a couple other, uh, we've done several other episodes on Upman. I think we've covered the history of Upman ad nauseum on the podcast so if you're interested in some of the up in history i'd refer you to some of the the episodes we've done previously namely the connie a episode 86 the upman 2 uh was episode 40 and then the robusto anahados was episode uh number 72 noted also is the magnum 40 uh the magnum 50 episode episode 62 that was the bam bam accountability hour that was the one I'll never forget that cigar. Start there, listeners. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. If you haven't heard it, start not there. Not bad advice. It's the highest rated uh, EP, I think, so far. Yeah, it was a, that was a big one. Love it. Is that right? I think so. Wow. Don't forget it, Rooster. You're popular. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's let him think that so we can I'm do a another, legend. So we can do my own mind. Or a legend. <laughs> my own mind. <laughs> so, boys, what are you getting flavor-wise on this for the ones who aren't suffering right now? Uh, it's going to be crazy, but I'm getting a very slight, a little banana, some graham cracker, and it's really nice and salty. I'm getting a finish. I'm getting a lot of salt. I'm yeah. getting, like you said, I think there's some fruit there. Yeah. Definitely some twang mm -hmm. and leather. I haven't gotten that. The coffee, maybe, but not so much. And that, I'm, that's what I may be confusing, but it could be, could be leather. I haven't gotten leather. Yeah. I, Bam's notes track for me. Mm hmm. Um, and just a lot of cream. I just keep coming back. Like yeah, everything that marries this, it's a very creamy it's cigar. creamy and it's That's got right. like a nutty, like a cashew, cashew yeah, agree. nut kind of. Agree. That's, you know? That's what I'm mistaking Buttery, for Buttery, creamy, yeah. nutty. Yeah. A little, little uh, sweet. Good cigar so far. I mean, the construction issues on some of these, it's a shame because just yeah, I mean. when you look at the cigar, when you look at like two gold bands on it, it just looks super elegant. And then the smoking experience, I mean, all the flavor notes, it's very complex, very refined. It's not bold in any way. Um, it's like mild medium, I would honestly say, to start. But the flavors are pronounced enough that you can pick them out and appreciate them that it works well, I feel like. Yep. I think for a listener who likes a mild cigar and wants something complex and, and really, really covering the full palette of different flavors you can get out of a Cuban cigar, Aside from, again, aside from the construction issues, this is a really great introduction to the, the flavor of Cuban tobacco. We talked about this on that episode that you mentioned earlier, the 50 that we reviewed. That was a great cigar for a guy or gal that does not want a strong cigar. Um, a lot of similar notes. The good connoisseurs that I've had, which have been many, um, I haven't had these types of issues. Um Actually, it's rare with Upman that you get the type of issues. I mean, like Bam cigars exploding. <laughs> my my, I have wow. a, I have I have a, a I have a major fissure fissure going on. On so, like it's not drawing properly. It's not combusting properly. There's something going on. 
Um, I think Gizmo's tower needs an atonement hour itself. Which is uh, which is disappointing because (laughs) because I think (laughs) look how insulted he gets. I love it. Well, no, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think it has to do with how we shouldn't rule it out (laughs) (laughs) for the next hour. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's disappointing because it's not drawing. It's not. It's just not. There's no combustion there. Where with with the with the A's that we've smoked, I haven't had. I've never had an issue. I will say I do. Th- so one of the things I noticed as soon as I touched the cigar, and it, especially after we cut it and we took a cold draw, it, it is very dry. Now I know we like to keep our Cubans sixty-two ish. Sometimes Gizmo even less. It could just be a little dry that's causing. I mean, my, mine Probably. is starting to crack even toward the foot. Probably. There's something, it's very, when you press it, I mean, it's almost so hard that even though I like that generally, mm-hmm. I like it, you know, I like to, to, to Senator's point, I, there's something going on with the construction. It's packed very tight. And yeah. it's packed so I would tightly. Say, uh, my, my argument not with the humidity thing because I just don't think it's humidity. Mm-hmm. No. I think it's. I think the blend is similar to sometimes to Mag Forty Six, where the the blend just puts so much tobacco into that vitola, mm. and I think we're experiencing the same thing here. Whatever the blend decision is here, there's just too much tobacco in here, and it's just not built right. Yeah, it's not built right. I, I have to agree. I mean, I've never gotten at this type of a performance out of that Mag Forty Six ever. Yeah, never I, mean, well, I just had draw issues and that's true. there's just yeah, too much. I'm true. saying there's too sure, much sure. tobacco in there. Sure, that's sure. true. But yeah, I mean, like to Gizmo's point, we all commented how tightly packed this is, and the fact that as you're burning this, it's like the the wrapper can't withstand how much tobacco's in it mm-hmm. and it's literally bursting at the seams. Mm. Yeah, yours is bursting right there. Yours is bursting there. Mine's bursting here. His is his is exploding. Yeah. Something's wrong. So even the first one, as soon as I put the perfect draw in, it cracked. I mean, my perfect draw was in like barely an inch. Yeah. Now, your you cigar know. now looks pristine. No, it's... The I one you're holding. I can't draw. The second one? Yeah, same. Yeah. Ah, Gizmo's uh, the winner. Chicken dinner. It's a shame because the flavor is good. I just I wish the construction were better. I mean, I'm getting something out of it, but I'm afraid if I put the perfect draw, it's, it's going to crack more. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You can just feel the weight of the cigar when you pick it up. Yeah, I think there's just too much tobacco too in here. I, you know, I'm smoking through this. I still like the cigar. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep pushing. Yeah, Mine's I, all right. I'm pushing through it. If you feel the weight, if you hold a cigar like this, kind of like, you oh know, yeah. No, the weight is towards the end. Do you toward feel the, that? Do you, toward yeah. the rooster is right. Yeah, towards the head. Yeah. Towards the head. Do you feel towards the head? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like weighted more towards the head. Well, that's why. That's why when I put the perfect drawing, I only put it in. A bit. barely yeah just to kind of like pull some volume out of the head because i i felt the, that exact thing i'm like there's something at the head here at the cap right well this is seeming like our second nightmare before christmas our second annual <laughs> nightmare before christmas episode yeah, this well, is a, a shocking this well the, shocking. Okay, let's talk about the weller <laughs> yeah because it's actually very good because <laughs> it's ridiculously amazing yeah, this is very exciting. So we have Weller bourbon. Yep, it's a weeded bourbon. It's a weeded bourbon. Special reserve. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, that's lovely. exceptionally good. That's lovely. And honestly, <laughs> for my cigar that's performing brilliantly, <laughs> it's, it's excellent. Well. It's excellent. It, it is. It's a lighter bourbon. It's not, you know, like a rye punching you in the face. But if you put that to your nose, so 
Puba and I have it neat. If you put this to your nose, you get a very slight uh, peatiness there. Mm. It's really fantastic. Not on the on the sip, but on the nose. It's fantastic. It does not taste like 90 proof bourbon. No. It's really good. It's really good. So I have a little bit of ice in mine. I know that Senator does as well. Mm -hmm. So you guys are still neat? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. I like it. Yeah. This is notable for me because I've said this before. I'm not a huge bourbon drinker. I like bourbon, but I'm, I'm by no means um, a connoisseur of it. Recently at our lounge, uh, Lizard Henry, who uh, we've mentioned before, he loves this and drinks this all the time. And he's like, you have to try it. It's my favorite bourbon. And so he poured me some and I was just shocked. I mean, for me, the the flavor profile, like it's sweet, but not aggressively sweet. Like some bourbons are that it's just too much, which is why I think a lot of us veer more towards scotch. That's not as drier and, yeah. and a bit more balanced. I think this is balanced. It's incredibly smooth. I mean, like Puba said, you would never guess that this is 90 proof. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, kind of like the the cigar and flavor profile. The cigar is refined in flavor. Right. I feel like this is a really refined bourbon. It's a great recommend. It's got legs and it's there's some viscosity to it, and it's, yeah. it's quite delicious. No, I feel it's very, it's a yeah. very refined bourbon. Oh yeah. And, and I and, and I think it, that speaks to why you really don't see it. This isn't, uh, to my knowledge, this isn't ubiquitous in liquor stores. It's uh, hard to get it. It's hard to right? find this. Yeah. It, 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 you know this it, it because. It's that good. I mean, it's not something that uh, I don't know where you guys where you guys were able to find it. And how much is? It? I sourced it through a friend of a friend. I think it's about right. I was able to get dollars. Okay, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I got. The, well, this is a one liter bottle, so I got this one liter bottle for a hundred bucks. Nice. That's so, by the way, I think that that's a good price. It was a good price. And that's that. The, it, this is very good. Would you say it's one of the uh, one of the better bourbons? You guys it's one had. of the better bourbons I've ever had. I the thing I like about this bourbon, just in this initial pairing experience, is I think that as far as bourbon goes, to pair a bourbon with a Cuban cigar, this is the kind of bourbon, this is the flavor of bourbon and the viscosity mm -hmm. that I want with a Cuban cigar because it's not overpowering it like I think a lot of the other bourbons that we've done and likely will do. Um, a lot of times when I think bourbon, I'm thinking New World. I'm not thinking Cuban. Yeah, it's well, it's not hot. It's it's very smooth, and, and also you, can, you drink it straight. It's just fine. It's delicious. May I also suggest just try taking out a little bit more tobacco from the end. So mine just opened up and got a little better from the head. You mean from the head? Yeah, yeah. I'm mine's not messing still, with mine. Or it's yeah. gonna, my draw is my draw is fine. Mine is performing brilliantly. Yeah, and I'm actually getting through that exploded part of it. It should be fine. The cigar is really good. Yeah, I love the great, flavor. Good, good. Flavor. I do too. Yeah. It's good. It's light. It's very creamy. The smoke is velvety. I think it's different than the Kanye, too. I think Kanye is classic Upman, more baking spice, you know, more in the wheelhouse of what I think when I when I think about what Upman is, more in line with Upman 2, more in line with a half Corona. This is a little bit of a departure from that, and I like it as, for, as a departure. Yeah, it's, li yeah. it's lighter. Lighter I, for sure. It's lighter for sure than yeah. the Kanye. For Would you me, say Kanye is more floral? Kanye is more floral so far. And dessert it's spice. More, it's, yeah, and it's more, more complex. Baking, more baking more complex. It's just, complex. Yeah. There's a lot more going on. Because yeah. with this, I just get that cashew nut and then creaminess. Creamy for me. Buttery, yeah. creamy. 
and, and a little tangy, like that Cuban t- uh, twang or tang, whatever you want like to call it. Like sour cream a little bit, yeah. maybe. Yeah. My yeah. problem is the combustion, the lack of, um, like out of a cigar, this ring gauge. It should be, a, we should be chimneys. Uh, right. uh, the Kanye, when you light it, it blows up like an E2. It's, you yeah. know, it, you get a cloud of smoke and you're like, okay, I, I, I'm in the game here. And this is kind of doing that thing where it's kind of chugging along and not giving me that for this kind of a ring gauge, the kind of combustion I want where I'm like, wow, I'm just getting like this. I'm getting this viscous smoke. I'm getting like a, even if it's light bodied or medium bodied, which the Kanye is, um, and an E2 is actually for, you know, considering it's Partagas for Partagas, it's more medium bodied. Um, you're not getting the kind of that balance where you're like, wow, this thing's blowing up for, you know, like I'm, I'm really smoking like a chimney right now. I'm not getting that from this. The thing about a cigar this size is you really shouldn't have to, you know, and I think we talked about this on the E2 episode. You shouldn't have to work too hard totally. on a cigar this size to really become a chimney. That's true. Like, right. I really feel like you're having to pull, you know, one and a half times, two times almost per draw to get a, de- and I have no construction issues, to get decent amount of that's combustion. That's And that's unfortunate because I feel like this should not be. Yeah performing yep. you know like this smoke wise you know there's there's another thing that i was i was kind of thinking about when i was driving home or driving here from uh, from work a lot of times you light a cigar on the foot you get some notes that you don't get like later on you just kind of get them on the foot that's common and they're really sweet yeah. or they're really good and mm-hmm. then it kind of diminishes yep so i was like why is that why does that happen so this is just my theory that maybe this is the reason because the foot is exposed to oxygen and oxygen oxidizes, as we all know. Oh, boy. Were you <laughs> waiting to say that again? <laughs> he set this whole thing up just to say that. Here we go. No. Very elaborate plan you have no, I mean, like, no, no, hear me. You know, out. you're very talented. <laughs> so when you open a bottle of wine, you let it air, right? Because of oxygen. You just So the foot is exposed to air and oxygen. So, and as the cigar ages, more of the cigar will will get exposed to mm. the air and oxygen, so it will kind of mellow out, and you'll, you'll get those notes throughout. But if the cigar is kind of fresh, you would get those sweet notes or nice notes right in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then yeah. kind of wears off. Yeah. Does that make make sense? It's a good I mean, theory. Kind of does. It, it does. I mean, it, it makes sense, except that you're aging the cigars generally in a closed box, the but reason, there's some air movement, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's slowly the air is getting. But, but I think his point is, even in the box, just as years go on, it's naturally exposed to more and more oxygen sure. over because, time. Right. Because, oh, right, because right, right. one ends open, one, one ends, ends, ends closed, closed. One ends yeah. closed. Right. Yeah. and I think that's the product of aging. When we talk about a cigar that the last third, let's say, that's been in the tower for a year, the last third you get a little bit of youth. A year later, you may only get that in the last. You know, That's quarter right. of an inch or last right. half of an inch or something. All right. So, Gizmo, can you experiment for us? Can you build into your tower like an oxygen tank supply that's just pumping fresh oxygen? Just fresh O2. Try, we want to try the cigars and see if it accelerates the aging Or process. just cut each and every cigar at the end. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's also as the cigar burns down, it exposes the youth of the, 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 the less aged tobacco because it's just build like all the tar and the nicotine is building up there and like any cigar at the end it's going to build in strength right regardless of age and it's 
it's when it starts to build there towards the end is when it really exposes its youth. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how much it has to do with the, the oxygen, but who it's knows? just exposure to air on the on on the foot, you know, as opposed to the whole cigar, and more so on a fresh cigar than a something that's aged like four to five years or even longer. Yeah. So that's why I think more the cigar sits, the smoother it gets. I like the theory. The the thing that also validates what you're saying from a technical standpoint is if you take one of those uh, hum, uh, humidity meters that are you know calibrated, they have like two prongs. I've got one of those, and you put it in the the foot of the cigar, it's going to be a generally going to be a def, different humidity level than what's going to be at the head. The of foot course. is generally going to be drier yes. by maybe three to five percent than what you're going to find in the head. And mm-hmm. I just that's just a product of one is open, one's closed. Yeah, and you know it's just a product of uh, acclimation. Mm-hmm. Who knew how profound Bam's oxygen oxidizes statement was going to be? Look, at it this. works. It He's works. a genius. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's today. <laughs> so, boys, we talked that this is the the factory name of this cigar is called the Henny Alice. There's four, excuse me, three other cigars in the Habanos catalog that are an identical size. The Hoyo Siri La Hoyo San Juan is one. The Monte Cristo Eagle and mm. the San Cristobal Torian, which is a cigar specifically provided for Habano specialists and LCDH. And I'll say I've also had a Monte Cristo Eagle in this size probably about two years ago, and I had real performance issues with it. That's a 54-ring gauge, yeah? It's identical to this, 54. And that remind me, the E2 is 52? No, the E2 54. is 54. It's just a little bit different of a length. I'm not exactly sure what the length is on that. Never, really, never a performance issue it's pretty on, close on to the E2, though. ever. It's really it's, surprising. It's, not, it's, not it's shocking. It's not packed as Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. And if there's no balance to it, that could lend a lot to what's happening here. It's really surprising just because... I've never thought that in, in Cuban cigars they've ever struggled to make a larger ring gauge. I mean, like we're talking about the E2, the QD54, all those larger ring gauge cigars, draw is never a problem. Mag 54 right? it's just never a question a of It's just a question of how much you like or dislike the flavor. So I'm very surprised that we have the issues we are with this and then to hear your experience with the Monty, that, that's just surprising. What's disappointing to me about this is what I'm experiencing is, is it goes in front of a, a – construction issue this is a blending issue they've tried to make something in a 54 ring gauge cigar that requires too much tobacco for the size and they should have either gone to a 56 or adjusted the blend this is what they decided to do and that's why we're having the experience that we are tonight is it's just there's too much tobacco to provide the blend that they wanted in this ring gauge in this cigar look looking Plain around the room i was where senator was and i've gotten past it it's actually performing beautifully it's smoking great not a problem I feel lucky. Mine is excellent. Yeah, but you'll get past that phase unless that fissure continues down to the to the head. But it's it you can recover it. Not bad. It's really not that bad at all. Yeah, it's just you know. I mean, how much is the cigar? Like forty, about forty, forty five bucks probably well, to pay forty five dollars for a cigar, and then you get three plugged out of you know yeah. five or six. Plus, we're talking about a cigar that's got five years of age. I'm right. talking about a fresh one is probably forty bucks and a right. great and a great code. You know, yeah, BRE five yeah. years oh, old, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, incredible. I mean, that's what's scary, right? As soon as you said the code, I said, okay, I have, I think we have like yeah. uh, BRE up in twos, yep. and I've never had draw issues. They're great cigars, and it's like you you can't even trust the codes anymore. I mean, right? It's the same freaking code, same year, yeah. and we're having wildly different experiences. I mean, look, after 
Lub, I think BRE is probably one of the better codes. Yeah, yeah. Lub right? is awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say after Lub, that you know, I I always argue that that sixteen seventeen was kind of a wonky yeah, you don't, period. You don't like that period. Eighteen nineteen twenty BRE into the even the recent factory codes. You know, the Upman two won Cigar of the Year last year. A fresh twenty twenty two Upman two won you know Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado. You know, it, it's perform you know across cuba we've talked a lot about it i think there's been significant improvements but i'm curious what a fresh yeah. connie b performs like it's probably better constructed i mean <laughs> i just feel like construction wise the more recent years have been pretty good the quality control has been better yeah, well this is this was made in 2018 though yep so. yeah i mean look how good 18, 18s have been great. great they've been awesome so that's that's the whole point though i mean i i have i have boxes i've smoked plenty of boxes of 2016 and 2017 cigars that are fantastic yeah but we have had some fantastic 22 and 23s oh yeah, that yeah. Have outperformed oh, yeah. anything you know no sure. draw issues none new release first issue yeah. cigar yeah right and delicious right yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I'm at least glad the saving grace with this cigar. I, I really like the flavor. The flavor's so good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very very pleased with this cigar. The construction is really the only issue. If this if this cigar performed as well as it should construction wise, we were getting the kind of combustion that that we should be getting out of a cigar like this, and the exact flavor profile mm -hmm. that this cigar is exhibiting. This could be a mid nine cigar. Yeah, it could be a it, mid nine cigar maybe, on the podcast. But it's just not the combustion not is gonna, just yeah, not there. It's not happening. It's just not, there's not enough smoke. It just if you can retro hail for me, I get all peanut butter, hmm. almonds and nuts. It's really it's quite, got the quite H. Nice. It's got that H H Upman DNA. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's right? just not. Oh performing. yeah, you're right? totally right, Bam. The, the retro hail is magnificent. It's exquisite. So Puba mentioned Rob Isla, our friend uh, and proprietor who owns Friends of El Habano, the forum and, you know, retailer. And he put out a pretty interesting note a couple weeks ago that I wanted to share with you guys because this one's kind of freaky deaky to me. He says, I had confirmation that ultraviolet security protocols have been removed from Cuban cigars sometime starting May 2023. It is not ideal. Existing bands and seals will be used. New bands and seals will not have the security features. Your guess is as good as mine as to why. It doesn't make any sense. So you think about through the through the the, the run of counterfeit issues we had over the last 18 months. Pretty detailed on this podcast in what? October, November last year, including with Rob you know, one of the determining factors, actually the significant determining factor that really pointed to those boxes being fake were the UV light right. displaying a discrepancy on the, the seal, on the, on, the, on the box. You know, we use those UV lights even now. You know, you look at some of the, the secondhand groups on Bond Roberts, you're required to provide a photo of the seal mm -hmm. under... UV light to prove that these boxes are authentic. Now, Cuba Tobacco and Habanos have decided to completely get rid of it, and I cannot understand it unless there's a significant cost change for them, which them but being cheap is are not they, surprising. Are they but. implementing something else? Like they talked about some kind of chip they might uh, install in it that would like kind of it'd be a better deterrent? I don't see them 
figuring out a way to put a chip in a oh, cedar not, slide lid box. Not in Cuba. You know, maybe <laughs> in the in, they they have in one of the high end uh, Cohiba releases, but. As far as you know, deterrent on. The, I, mean, I don't know if they're doing something else. I mean, why would they take this out? I mean, this it's, this was it working. It sounds ridiculous. A lot of our online groups require guys if they're going to sell something to have that seal before they post it. It's this is it's going to be yeah mostly on Cohibas. the Wild West here. Mostly on Cohibas though, right? Yeah, well, it's on all cigars. I think on yeah. Bob Roberts, I think you're required to just put up a picture of the seal with the the UV light showing. I I do it for every box I transact personally, but. You know, the idea that Habanos doesn't give a shit that their product is so easily counterfeited is just odd to me. You know, as opposed to doubling down, you know, Alex Groom, who, you know, we, we love, who wrote El Habano Moderno, runs Cuban Cigar website, he had a brilliant idea. I don't know if I, could, I told you guys this. He said it, for 20000 bucks they could implement the most fail-safe counterfeit protection in cigars, period. He said... You install a conveyor belt at each factory once the boxes are done. At the bottom of each box, you take a photo of the bottom of each box. Now, of course, they're using cedar. So each piece of wood, it's like a fingerprint. It's unique. There's no two pieces of wood, yeah, snowflakes or fingerprints this is true. that are identical. The wood patterning's all different. Wood patterning's different. Yeah. The way that they stamp the boxes is in unique placement. They can tie each of those photos, which how many, how much size would that be to upload those boxes, you know, those photos to a server? You line those up with the serial code. Now you can go on a Habanos website, punch in the serial code. You get a picture of the bottom of the box of what they're supposed to, what it's supposed to look like. Very easy and hard to defeat. Hard to defeat and yeah, beat. There's but, no, there's but, no cheaper way to do it. But they're using mules, and 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 and, and manual labor, <laughs> like 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 the way it was done literally 140 years ago, to make these cigars. I mean. That the, at the end of the day, there's absolutely no way that kind of tech can be actually implemented in Cuba. They implemented UV seals and bands that okay. they've now removed. UV seals, those are made by a third party. That's a third party technology that that, that, that the printer that implements UV tech, that UV tech. For, to, to take pictures of these boxes and then and then put an individual signature on each box i think is ambitious to say the least and to create some kind of individual this is this is not so cuba. the conveyor belt would Am have I crazy to have, or like here's how it would have to work they'd have to have a that camera sounds hard to implement. in the conveyor belt so as the box passes over a screen it snaps a shot of the box and it goes right up into the server yeah 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 I mean, you I could do it here it, it but might be possible yeah it caught he's, oh, he's really possible even if it's at they're, the, they're, even if it's at the distribution center, as the boxes come in before they go into the master crates, yeah, that's true. One system, twenty thousand bucks, twenty five thousand bucks, you implement it, and I think it'd be very easy to do. Twenty five thousand dollars, we're going to implement. A, 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 we're going to make the bottom of the boxes like individual fingerprint it's database. A, it's, it's a one time expense, though, right? Oh, well, until it breaks, well, you need <laughs> maintenance. Yeah, who's going to manage all that? That seems pretty technical. Maybe one day Elon Musk takes over Habanos essay and uh, everything. I don't think it's a bad idea, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know in execution if that's realistic. Well, anyway, there's no security features now no, on Cuban isn't. cigar boxes. Great. So Great. it makes Providence the only remaining source of truth 
is where are you getting your box? Are you getting it from someone you trust? And now it kind of, for me, puts the secondary market in, in serious question. I agree. Because provenance is, is, is really the most important thing. And, and what bothers me about this too is that they're just going to use the bands till they run out. So there's going to be box codes throughout the year that half have UV seal implementation and some don't. So you can't say like, oh, June 2023, does your box have UV or not? If it has UV, is it fake? I don't know. It's a cost-saving measure. I mean, by Habanos SA, they're just, it probably costs them, they probably save 30 or 40% on each band. I understand that. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say the word that has not been said, China. I was about, I was going to ask that question. I mean, I'm sorry. We're we're sitting here talking about cost savings. Prices have gone up. Right. And and now, and who's making more money that all of a sudden has invested significantly in Habana Society? China. China. And now counterfeiting is do as you wish. Right. I mean, there's no intellectual property protections there. Do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it's just frustrating for us now because this impacts a product that we consume a lot of, but... this whole thing is extremely frustrating to hear. Yeah, and it's 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 terrible because you know what we buy and what we love is a consumable product. You know that <laughs> once you smoke it, you, you need to replace it if you yeah, want to smoke do. more. And now the question of like, am I buying something that's authentic? Yes, and now so, you've taken away really the only measure that was kind of undefeated, except your palate. Okay, well, yeah, but spend a thousand dollars to figure that out. Buy the box. What are you going to do with yeah. it? Yeah, true, that, true. True. This is a big problem. Yeah, this is not good. So no. this this is a done deal. This is what's happening. As right of now. May 2023, confirmed to Rob from uh, somebody in Habanos or something. But 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 I think the senator's point, you know, China is China. Yeah, they don't care about intellectual property. No, they don't. They don't care about counterfeiting. They actually, I think a significant piece of their economy is based on it. I think totally. they're kind of promoting a counterfeit. Totally. Yeah, we, mean, you just mentioned Elon Musk and Tesla. Like they have actively copied Tesla cars and are happily trying to destroy the intellectual property of Tesla by just making replicas of Teslas under a different brand. You know, I didn't know that. 100%. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Is that true? That's 100%. everything in China. I'm not kidding. Everything. You can 100%. buy a Tesla on Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. It's so, funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> I want to get back to the drink for a second. Yeah. Because this Weller is Dude, really, really fantastic. Let me tell you something. Christmas Eve, with this thing in your hand, it's it's so warming in the winter. In your little nook with your cigar, this is a fantastic spirit to have. Neutra- it'll it'll, it'll, totally it'll neutralize the mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> No, no, this is you're just like that is okay. lizard. That is lizard behavior. And I lizard. like it. Yeah, that's lizard that's psychology right there. You're just like, all right, I'm not going to comment. Pass the bottle. I've been neutralized. <laughs> so, Senator, what do we know about Weller? A, a little bit. Uh, it was basically it was produced for the first time in 1849. So they have a ton of history, um, very much like Buffalo Trace, who I think bought them at one point. Um, and we've done a number of their bourbons, but the bourbon's named after a guy named uh, William LaRue Weller, who is a distiller that was allegedly the first to create straight bourbon using wheat instead of rye in the mash bill, mm. which, again, I don't know a whole lot about bourbon, but after having this, I want to pursue wheat. wheat-based We need to find wheat-based bourbon. Because yeah. this experience is so much different than like a corn-based bourbon. Which is very like sweet. overly sweet. Yeah. Not very complex. This is the complete opposite of that. So 
whatever this guy has done clearly works and I, I want yep. more of it. They are currently owned by Sazerac Company, which owns a ton of different um, distilleries. They own Blanton's, obviously very famous. Oh, wow. yeah. um, that's another one that's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah, it really people, is. People oh. like- they go crazy. For Sit that. outside the store for, trying to find that. Yeah. They also own uh, Eagle Rare, which we've done. And yep. A that. lot of bourbon drinkers love. Um, so they've got a pretty good lineup. But well, I say that, and then I see they also own Southern Comfort. So not not everything Bam's that they own. <laughs> not everything they own is great. I love me some SoCo. Damn. <laughs> but um, it's Get distilled. Tailgate. <laughs> it's distilled at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is one of the most legendary distilleries. Um, it's the oldest continuing, uh, continuously operating distillery in America. Over two hundred years they've been distilling there. So um, a lot of history, and just uh, I mean, this guy is an absolute genius with the whole wheat-based bourbon. Yeah. Because I truly, I mean, I think someone said like, you know, it's a great bourbon. Not sure if it's like the best bourbon ever, but for my limited experience with bourbon, this is the best bourbon I've I've drank, period. I love it. And I just love, again, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I, I really enjoy how it's pairing with the cigar. Yeah. And I recommend trying it neat when you have it again, because it's a different experience. It really is. It's warming, the tiny bit of sweetness. It's it's It drinks a lot like a scotch does. The, the other thing I love about this is just the versatility, because I just think of bourbon as, I mean, Cheap bourbon is versatile for cocktails. So mm -hmm. like that has versatility, but sipping bourbon is usually higher proof, very aggressive, and just not something like, even when you think of what you would pair it with, I always think of a bourbon pairing with a New World much better than a Cuban. Yeah, This I would have in the winter, I would have in the summer, I'd pair with a Cuban, I'd pair with a New World. This is like the first kind of all-purpose bourbon, yeah. that sipping bourbon that I, I could really see myself drinking. Lizard Henry, good recommend. Absolutely. Sure. You've rescued yeah. yourself well, well, on this pod. Yeah, well, Weller, <laughs> but, but Weller, for people who know, like at the North Lounge, um, the, one, the one bartender there who's since retired, he was a huge Weller guy, and he would bring out Weller for us once in a while. This is back in the day. And he'd bring, they'd, they'd have Weller up there, um, and he'd push it. Uh, and it's really, really good. And I, it's better than I remember, and I, I I just there's a lot of merit in this spirit. It, it's very smooth. I think it's a really great representation of of what a bourbon should taste like. It just it's 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 got like a little bit. Of, it's complex. It's it's got caramel. It's a little bit of cinnamon. It's a little bit of spice. It's it's really good. It's smooth, um, neat. It goes down really really smoother than you'd think at at, at, at 45 percent and there's a warming quality to it the yeah. other sounds like a partagas d4 <laughs> it sounds like a partagas d4 the other thing that's crazy to me is a lot of these bourbons that are really pursued by bourbon drinkers and aficionados they're not expensive the the secondary market for them is what's expensive exactly but the actual retail price I mean, no joke. I remember asking Lizard Henry about this, and he's like, it actually retails for like $30, $40. Wow. I couldn't believe that. This, this does not drink like a $30, $40 spirit. This drinks like a $60, $70, some might even say $80 spirit. And that's where I want to like shake the people at Buffalo Trace and, and, and push them on this like pretend scarcity that they create. You know, it's frustrating. Like, the same thing with uh, with Blanton's. It's the same thing with Pappy Van Winkle. Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. 
they create this scarcity on purpose. I mean, they certainly could produce more if they needed to or wanted to. Right. These aren't limited release models. No. They're every part of the regular it's, portfolio. Every like year we're drinking their, their pretty basic run-of-the-mill Weller here, which is delicious, but I'm looking at the list. There's like it's nine like, or ten others. Yeah, but it's like the Habanas portfolio. And, and Rolex. <laughs> I mean, and Rolex. And Rolex. I mean, you know, is, <laughs> know. It, is, it, is it? it's really about supply and Rolex demand. is different. No, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it is different. And I'm just going to quickly explain why. Okay. Rolex watches are hand, uh, many of the elements of them are handmade. Like all the markers, the hour markers, they're hand applied. It's not a machine that does mm -hmm. it. So literally, like you only have so many of those that you can pump out. They're building like kind of like Tesla with a gigafactory, like this super factory essentially, and hiring more to increase production. But it's not as simple as like a machine or something just sits in a friggin' barrel and ages and then, you know, gets bottled and all that. So it is a different process. Might, might bring your value down if they bring up that volume. Well, that's where that's where, that's where he doesn't want them to build a gigafactory. I stumped the senator. No, no, it's a legitimate point. So I, that's that was true. my first thought. I was very upset when I heard this, but yeah. they are so smart about protecting the brand. They always want there to be a healthy level of scarcity that keeps that price point really, really strong on the resale market. But the demand right now has so insanely outstripped supply. There's so much room to pump out more watches that they're still going to be able to hold the, the market cool. where it is. Nice. So I want to talk about Weller a little bit. Uh, just two things. First off, their collection is really interesting, and there's a few of these I think we should try, namely the 12-year and the single barrel that they make, which, you know, obviously, like, we're drinking what's called the Special Reserve, which there's no age statement on it. Uh, it's kind of the, I guess, the, you know, the basic kind of entry-level uh, Weller bourbon, but they have quite a few. They have nine or ten. So I think we should try it. I did want to read the tasting notes because I always yeah. find this interesting on these. A sweet nose with the presence of caramel, tasting notes of honey, butterscotch, and a soft woodiness. All accurate. It's smooth, delicate, and calm. Features a smooth finish with a sweet honeysuckle flair. Very, well, honeysuckle, not sure, but everything else is accurate. That's that's a more accurate yeah. tasting note that we've read on the pod, for sure. sure. I sure. agree. And like, like we've said, I just think that Man, if we could get this at thirty or thirty-five bucks, like, yeah, you know, at the store versus seventy-five or a hundred. Well, you paid a hundred for this. I paid a hundred for this. It's a one-liter bottle, okay. so that's not a that's uh, that's not a uh, seven fifty. But I I think it's a good value. Mm. I just can't believe it. this is the first bourbon that I've tried. I would drink this daily. Yeah, it's I agree that with good. you. Yeah, agreed. So, boys, we're I guess a little bit past the halfway point here on the H Upman Connoisseur B. What are your notes right now? It's remaining pretty. All the fruit notes have gone away, but I'm getting earthy, some coffee, and it's still very creamy. And my cigar has completely recovered. Mine too, actually. Yeah. Oh, good. You, you get you get through that phase. Yeah. Uber it's, rooster. It's definitely creamy and nutty. Yeah, nutty is I'm accurate. I'm not. I'm not getting the uh, a lot of like a chocolatey or coffee note no. per se, but a little coffee I'm getting. Yeah, but I mean, it's not floral. No, but that, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a nut dominant and creamy. Which is nice. Yeah. I agree nice. with that. I'm a little further, I think probably most of us than Rooster because he had to light a second one. But I think, like you said, I get the the nuttiness, creaminess. And then I think as you get further along, I think Bam mentioned earth. Like I'm getting a little more yeah. earth and yeah. some cedar now that I wasn't getting in the first half. And it's picked up just a bit in strength. Not a lot, but it's helped because I think we yeah. like a firmly we medium do. Cuban and this starts mild medium. And I think it's getting closer to medium. Right. We'll see where it ends. For those guys that like a full-bodied cigar like Pagoda, that slight increase would probably be imperceptible. 
because it's very slight. It's true, yeah, but it's I, there. I, I would agree with the pickup in strength. The tang is still there. Uh, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm getting a lot yeah. of, I actually think tang is a better word than twang here because hmm. it's moved from a kind of a saltiness to. Uh, I, it's I, like a tanginess. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like sour tang. Sour-ish. Yeah. And I'm but, really liking it. But in a, a good way. Yeah. In a very good yeah, way. Yeah. I right. say very that because way. there are cigars I've had before and I'm struggling to remember the names of them. Where Actually, there's some Davidoff, I can't remember which one, where you get like a sour note that is not pleasant. Mm-hmm. This is like sour, like like tangy fruit. Maybe the like, Ni- Nicaragua or the Yamasa? I could have been. Like, Honestly, I, I, it was a while. I was I thinking won't Grand Cru maybe, depending on the no. quality of it. I forget. I, I, even if you say it, I, it's not yeah, going to come. Grand Cru is very mild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 all those things. It's just not giving me the complexity for me. It just isn't there. Um, it's getting better. It's I mean, it's way better now than it was on the light. First you know, third. well, yeah, for the first half, it's better now. Quite enjoyable, I have to say. Yeah. It is. It's just not giving me like what I, what you pursue. What I'm, what I, what I really would pursue. The thing that's disappointing me is I, I wish that everybody in the room was having the experience. I think that you and I are having Bam as far as from start to finish. Maybe me the most out of everyone. Well, because I feel like that's going to skew the ratings. Un- well, unfortunately. Well, from the performance issues early on, of course. But, but that retrohale, I'm still getting peanut. The the retrohale is fantastic. It's a, it's unusual. Peanut. I agree with you. Yeah. So, boys, we have Christmas coming up. Yeah. And we always talk about, this is our third Christmas together on the podcast, if you believe it. And we always talk about our Christmas plans, traditions, what we're going to be drinking and smoking. And I want to kind of go around the room. What are the cigars that you have in your tower that you're kind of eyeing up for that real awesome after Christmas Eve dinner or Christmas Day What's your Christmas plan this year as far as cigars, spirits, and any other kind of You want to point to us? Accoutrement. Or? Bam, you go first. <laughs> I don't want to jump in. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I was thinking about this on the way over. I'm pulling um, up in two and the Davidoff late hour, Churchill. What, kind, what year up in two? What, what's the age on that? I've got 2019s. So I BRE? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. BRE. They are, yep. yeah. Yeah. That's, those are my choices for Christmas Eve. And what about drink? I'm buying this bottle. You're going to do Weller. Dude, like I said earlier, the warming quality of this is a great holiday drink without any ice. I for agree me. with you. Puba, what's your plan? I, you know, I, I love rum at, yeah. at Christmas. You're a Foursquare guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would have some some Foursquare um, on ice. Party at Pubas. <laughs> Party at Pubas. And, um, and you're not leaving that night. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, the cots out. Yeah, yeah. I always have. I mean, of course, I'm going to have some Macallan, some champagne. Um, but if I'm going to ha- if I'm going to sit back with a cigar, weather weather providing, um, I'll pull something nice. I mean, what are you thinking? Uh, well, love I, love fourteen up and two. It could, could be a love fourteen up and two. Wow. Could be it. Could be That's could be crazy. a Classicos. Ooh, Vegas Robania. It could oh. be it, it. It could be any of those things. I just need to see who's with me and around me. If it's <laughs> from solo, or what's going on. But yeah, 
I mean, uh, you could have some lizards. Could have on a your Sir door. Winston. Yeah, we might be over there, so get a couple ready. <laughs> uh, you know, so we'll, we'll we'll have to see. But I mean, I I think it it it, it depends on the weather, probably. Okay. You know, Senator. Yeah, so it's funny when you asked this question, I actually had nothing in mind, and I think it's a product of you said this is our third Christmas together. Yeah, I mean, we're extremely fortunate, right? I think before this podcast, I used to like plan out and think about months in advance, like yeah. certain <laughs> special cigars that I was going to light up for a certain holiday. And now that we get to do this every week, and you know, sometimes we have a dud, and sometimes we hit a home run, and we find a cigar that we are just blown away by. Um, I feel like you know, I'm regularly smoking cigars that I'm extremely happy with that um, are occasion cigars sometimes, right? Because we review them. But as guys have been saying this, now two are kind of jumping out at me. I'll start with Cuban. I'm going to do a Cuban and then a New World. Um, so the Cubans, the Vegas Urbana Classic goes, that's an obvious for sure, nice. like possibly going to be what I light. Uh, but the other one, um, and probably the biggest surprise for me this year, and I imagine everyone that got to smoke them uh, with me here, the um, the Ramon Ionis 2019 uh, Limitada. The number two. Um, I mean, that got a perfect 10. Yes, it, it, did. it has transformed. It, it's like an entirely different cigar. Um, and I said it previewed well, and I was the first one to get those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You were, but then you smoked through them and didn't wait on them. I know. And you didn't share. <laughs> no, what do you mean? <laughs> I share? Excuse me. Okay. I shared all of them. I didn't have Which one. is why I don't have any more. <laughs> Are you kidding? You know what? I'll make a diplomatic retraction. <laughs> uh, please. <laughs> of that guy. The green racing box? Uh, come on. I, I'm in the same I, boat. I, I mean, luckily, them. I bought a second box, but I, I shared with everybody who was here uh, when we recorded. Um, and I think I gave one or two out. I'm not sure. I don't remember where. but And I did predict. I said they previewed great. And I did, and I did say for the Lizard record that this is going to be a great cigar one day. Now, was I irresponsible and not safe enough? Yes, <laughs> but I did predict it. I did say, you know what, that this is going to be a great cigar. I did say that. And I'm going to give you one for Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to give you one for Christmas. Well, thank you very much. But I, I, I did, I did predict that that previewed really, really great. And the last third of that cigar, when it was young. When it was first released, it just it was it was too harsh. But the first the the, the first two thirds of it were really fantastic. So um, I wish I got to, to to smoke one in its maturity. Uh, but unfortunately, I bought not one but two boxes of those. You uh, also had two. Yeah, How I had the two hell boxes. Did you blow through two? Wow. I, I don't know. I gave first of all one. I gave a lot of them away. Wow. I gave half of them away. <laughs> To, to everybody i gave half of them away and i smoked the the others i mean i'm just there were only 20 cigars i mean yeah that's only 10 you, you know there were only you, 10 you got boxes. you got me a box i did get you a box yes tremendous did you keep them or blow through them i i mean there, there were only 10 right so i still have like maybe two so all right so you I'm can gonna, give puba one I'm all gonna, right senator back to you <laughs> anyway i'd love to smoke one at maturity <laughs> so what were your drinks senator uh well sorry just oh, quickly so, new world new world we so didn't get there. those yeah. would be the two cuban selections um and i'll figure out the time which one and then new world i mean it's almost certainly going to be a padron 80th yeah. i mean i love that cigar excellent yeah excellent. um and then drinks that's a good question so 
I mean, I'm on a cognac kick. I mean, we're I, I'm we're on a cognac we're on kick. A cognac. So cognac, cognac will definitely cognac. 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 <laughs> cognac. Even the proprietor of our lounge is on a cognac kick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He loves saying it. <laughs> um so cognac will definitely uh be present. And um I think what I might consider doing, so the Remy 1738, obviously, we're obsessed with it's every day for us now. It's made the rotation. But I, I do remember the Remy XO got an insanely high score, and we loved it when we reviewed yeah. it. And the holidays, that's a time for an occasion bottle. So I probably might pick up a, a Remy XO um, and have some of that. And then for a scotch, um, I think I have a little bit of Glenmorangie Signet left. That's usually like a holiday drink for me. If I have any of that left, I'll, I'll do that. And if not... Um, I mean, I just might stick with an old state. I mean, McAllen 12, I, every you know, every day of the year is a great drink. So that'll probably be the scotch. Yeah. Brewster, what's your plan? Um, Alcohol-free uh, so, Bex. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just talk about the cigars. <laughs> so I'm saving one of the uh, Hoyo de Monterey Double Corona. Nice. A GR. Oh, um, the Grand Reserve. Grand Reserve. Very nice. Oh. Smoke that. That's a step up. Yeah. All right. So we're starting at Pubas and then we're ending at Roosters. <laughs> we're going right so, to Roosters. So, so, so just Damn. set yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> no. No, I had one already and it was it was amazing. Wow. Um, it was awesome. Awesome. Really? And then the second cigar will be a new world, most likely the Davidoff uh, Royal mm. Royal oh, Robusta. Look, that's a great oh, choice. Yeah. And then uh, what I do at Christmas morning, I always do a pipe. A Dunhill pipe with a Christmas morning Christmas tobacco. Tobacco. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Wow. Dunhill nine six five. Look at you. Like a, we a should true, do that. Kind of, a true kind of connoisseur. Tradition. Very a true connoisseur. Enjoy that light of fire. Sit by the yeah. fireplace. Wow, yeah. Smoke that's a pipe. Yeah. So awesome. you. So so let me ask you something. I like it. Two <laughs> things. The pipe is intriguing. Uh, but first, the royal. Right. Which I've had many of. Um, I like the robusto. Yeah, I've right. had many because mm-hmm. that's the most ubiquitous ubiquitous one. Um, you like that cigar? Oh, uh, I do God. on certain oh. occasions. Yes, I do. Can we dim the lights, please? No, 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 no. <laughs> a, I'm not saying it's controversial in any way. I'm just asking. It's a beautiful cigar. It's got such sheen. I mean, the the wrapper wrapper is perfect. Yeah, and uh, it's you know it's it's not. I mean, you have it once in a while. I mean, if I'll be lucky if I smoke maybe two in the the whole year, two right. or three maybe. How much know? are those? They're expensive. They're expensive. Um, I was able to get a box at a very reasonable price. I think I paid like five fifty for a box. So fifty five, fifty five a cigar. Now, yeah, now they're like ten. very reasonable. Now they're about nine hundred. Did I mean, it have I paid wow. like half? Did it have the UV it. barcode on it though? <laughs> <laughs> no, Davidoff canceled that in oh, May. They did. <laughs> yeah, it had a chip. <laughs> oh, got it. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. So I've got a whole list of what I will do on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I've got it all mapped out. You're going to be a chimney already? that day. I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty excited. Wow. I'm okay. pretty excited. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a Vegas Robinia Classicos from 2011, because I smoke those very infrequently. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I'm going to do a Ramon Ionis 898 from 2002. Time out. How did you pull this together without asking us? <laughs> you you won't light a cigar this at the lounge true. without asking. Hey guys, us. what should I smoke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here like in disbelief that you yourself have made these decisions. He called me this morning. I did. I, did. I, <laughs> called, I called, went over the list. <laughs> By the way, you owe me an invoice for the call. <laughs> an invoice. 
So also in in between the two days, I don't know how this is going to all play out with these five cigars. So Ramon 898 from 02, Vegas Rubenia Classicos from 11. Right now, my favorite cigar I have in my entire humidor is the Cohiba Esplendido from 2014. Wow. That box has just blown me away. That's ridiculous. And then for New Worlds, uh, I'm going to do a Padron 80th on one of the two nights, and then probably on Christmas evening, the evening of Christmas, I'll probably do a Padron 50 year. Oh, the hammer. Oh, you're the really, really yeah. going to slum it and have a Padron with me on <laughs> Christmas. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a, that's a great lineup. And then as far as drinks go, I have four kind of in mind. Of course, Balvenie 12. And you'll see, and you'll see your family when? I'm not going <laughs> to see them. <laughs> move. In, in, between, move. in between the 12 hours of smoking cigars. The family's overrated. Yeah, they're always there. <laughs> it's going to be in thermals and a down coat. <laughs> With ear massage. With the garage. garage. In the garage. <laughs> so I have the Balvenie 12, the McAllen 12, of course. The Mount Gay XO, as far as a rum goes, that's really that was awesome. been a that revelation a for me. It and, really was. And it does serve for me where Foursquare I'd normally slot, but Foursquare just puts me, it yeah. puts me to sleep because it it's so bed, strong. Yeah. Puts you right into the sink. I love <laughs> <laughs> It's Christmas. Come on, boys. Yeah, man. Uh, so the Mount Gay XO, and then as as you said, the other was the Remy XO, the 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 cognac. Yeah, that, the cognac. That, that what, Remy XO. Was what about your favorite? Chevis eighteen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'll be when Mrs. Yeah, Gizmo's what? yelling at him from behind. <laughs> he puts his earmuffs on slowly <laughs> and takes a sip of that. The noise canceling earmuffs. Yeah. You're like, I have to do payroll. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of, uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. We have the best of 2023 coming up this weekend, which is a full, uh, very long episode of best of clips from 2023. Some of our favorite moments, some of your favorite moments. And then also our New Year's episode is going to come out on January 2nd. Our normal Tuesday release will be our New Year's episode. Um, so look out for that in the next couple of weeks. Cool. So boys, we're into the last third here. On the H. Upman Connoisseur B, what are you thinking? Well, it's re-exploded. <laughs> <laughs> the band was actually keeping it together. So it's it's come apart. The flavors are still great. How about the rest of you guys? Yeah, still. I mean, it's flavor hasn't changed that much. It has picked up in strength, I think, like how what Senator said. It's still creamy, and you do get a little bit of cedar in that tank. And, you know, it's, I mean, there was... Flavors there. The construction, obviously, we've had issues with construction. But other than that, I mean, it's it's done well. Yeah, so mine, mine construction-wise, is is starting to come be be a little weird. I think I think some of the glue came off when mm-hmm. I took the band off. I think it ripped the wrapper a little bit. Um, but the flavor-wise, it's starting to fall off for me a little bit here. The wrapper is really thin. It's so thin. Very I can delicate. see it here. This. Yeah. So for a cigar, that's like a 54 ring gauge. And... That tightly packed. It should be sturdier. The the wrapper is 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 weak for the cigar. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why it's it's rips. Okay, Senator just took a sip neat. I want to hear what your reaction is. So two thoughts. I want to I'm gonna start with the cigar just to pick up where we left off. Go ahead. Gizmo said it was going here and I, I'm having the same experience. Again, I think I'm a little ahead of Rooster, and I, I suspect you're gonna get this same unfortunate reality. The flavor does fizzle out a bit in like the final quarter or third. So I am disappointed. I mean, if this were young, I might expect that to be the case, but this is not. So Five I'm a years little aged. surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's where I am. I'm just now getting more like tobacco notes and not some of the defined 
flavor sure. notes that we've been calling out. Um, but trying the Weller Neat, it, it's smooth, neat. It's very good. It's really enjoyable. And I, I agree, like you've been saying, like around the holidays. Yeah. It's warming. Yeah. It, yep. This is great. Mm -hmm. Caramel and vanilla. And honeysuckle. A little bit. I would echo Senator's comments. I mean, it's all it's 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 all that. I, I, the con overall, it it didn't perform particularly well. It it had H Upman DNA, which I, which you everyone knows I'm a huge fan of, big fan of, um, but just really didn't deliver for me on a lot of levels. So, you know, it's it, the cigar. Unfortunately, was a bit of a disappointment. I'm not I'm not going to prop it up. Um, and say that this was a great experience it wasn't um it was it's okay uh the the h upman half corona that i smoked before i walked in this room from 2015 way better way better cigar and um what can i say i mean uh it, it just from a combustion perspective flavor perspective it just didn't it just didn't really deliver for me got it i've put mine down yeah you're done yeah it's like an inch and a half away it's unusual for me but not much there well that settles it there's only one marker that can do no wrong partagas <laughs> well no i mean i don't know no fear lately. <laughs> here we go <laughs> i'm just saying no, I'm we've saying, uh, heard me say it before <laughs> we did the culebra and i thought that was gonna suck and i was sitting there saying i can't believe it partagas can do no wrong I don't know. True. there's a couple markers there but yeah you're, you're not wrong all right boys let's do some listener email i have two i want to read to you tonight first is from our friend lizard peter in Nottingham, England. How cool. cool is that? Very cool. Nottingham. Nottingham. Wow. Across the pond. He says, hi, lizards. I'm looking to visit Cuba in January for a week to 10 days. I'll be flying from London, and he'll be traveling on his own. He said, apart from wanting to see all that Cuba and Havana have to offer, my priority is to visit a cigar factory and a tobacco farm if I can to see the growing and fermenting processes, etc. After that, I'd like to experience the music you guys talked about, maybe do some fishing, and a day on the beach snorkeling. I've seen a couple of specialist Cuba tour operators, but wondered if you guys have any thoughts on that or have any recommendations in relation to a factory and farm visit. I was very interested to hear on your podcast about the shortages in Cuba of essential items and how much these are appreciated when you bring them. It had not occurred to me before, but I will definitely be seeing what I can take with us. Was there any particular point of contact in Havana to whom these can be given for distribution. So there's another good question for you guys. I only took up cigar smoking about 18 months ago, having given up cigarettes after 40 years. And on average, I only smoke almost exclusively Cuban, maybe one cigar a week, so not that many. And he notes that the, pro the prices that we quote here <laughs> are often half of what he has to pay, of course, because of uh, UK taxes. I'm working my way through all your podcasts and thoroughly enjoying them. I won't go on any longer, but as a keen wine, champagne, and whiskey drinker, your pairing notes are very much appreciated, as, of course, are also the tangential conversations and banter. Very best wishes, Peter from Nottingham, England. What an incredible email. Isn't that great? That is an incredible email. I saw that, and I was like, I have to read this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, so let's go through a couple of the things um, that he asked about. First, of course, was visiting cigar factories and tobacco farms. So and that, does he want ascending order of the factories <laughs> or the descending order? Just just hit them with the list. <laughs> so I would, you know, on an on an ascending order, I would do the 
uh, do the Romeo factory. I agree. He can easily get into that. That's, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's decent. It's, it's well organized and very accessible, I must say. Yep. Um, and then the second one could do the La Corona. That's the biggest factory in Q in Havana. That's right. And if he's lucky to get into Cohiba, yeah, Elegido. Yeah. I mean, that would be the crown. Just be the highlight. Yeah, crown, the crown jewel, jewel highlight of the yeah. trip. Yep. And definitely visit uh, Vinales. That's yeah. the cigar growing region, and visit some uh, farms there. Yeah, and Pinar del Rio. Pinar del Rio. I heard. I've actually spoken to some folks who've been in Cuba recently, and apparently, Legito has gotten extra difficult to get into, even when you've been promised uh, tours and and visits and whatnot. They're really clamping down over there. So. If I'm the, you know, any listener that's going, I would, like you said, focus first on Romeo, second on La Corona. Those, I think between those two, you're going to get a real deep dive in the yeah. process and you'll get to right. see what's happening. And especially La Corona. It's so substantial. Yeah. There's so many rooms and experiences to have there. And but, most definitely go to the LCDH shop, the Partiga shop, and oh, uh, yeah. go to some of the uh, lounges yeah. that we have talked about in detail in mm-hmm. the Cuba episodes. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would just echo on the lounge. I mean, definitely hit the Partagas shop. Just sit in the lounge, have a cigar, especially this guy's traveling by himself. You will meet so many people traveling solo from all over the world. You'll have a great conversation and enjoy a smoke there. When you say the Romeo factory, do you mean the Upman factory? The Romeo factory. Yeah, it was the Upman factory. It's the Romeo shop. It's the Romeo shop. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, what I wanted to share with him, I asked some folks uh, kind of in advance of this to kind of share with the listeners and, and him, because we haven't been to Pinar del Rio yet. That's on our agenda for the next time we go. But I wanted to share some uh, farms that were recommended to me, some folks who go all the time. Uh, for, first is uh, HLP, Hector Luis Prieto's farm, Hoyo de Meno, and then also to go see Papo, who's a you know big time roller down there. He's right next to the old Robania farm. Uh, and what my, my friend here said, uh, if you want to get a lesson in the whole start to finish tobacco pre- procurement process, Hector Luis Prieto is the place to go. Just give him a call and a heads up to him prior to coming. You can find his information or you can email and uh, we'll hook you up with that. Hoyo de Mena is phenomenal due to the material that is grown there and the multi-generational lineage, uh, has, which has been left there for, for so many years. Uh, but unfortunately, they, they took quite a beating. Uh, in the last batch of hurricanes. So that's uh, that's those, those recommendations. And then the other thing he asked about is bringing stuff to Cuba. We detailed quite a bit what we brought to Cuba yeah. and, and where to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding what your kind of uh, niche is, if you want to bring toys for kids or crayons or coloring books. Sports supplies. Sports supplies. Yeah. You can find people in Cuba. And, and like Senator said, just being there, you're going to meet these folks. You can ask folks at the Partagas shop, hey, I have you know, some coloring books and crayons or whatever you're going to bring. Yeah. You could talk to folks there and they'll yeah, point school, you in the right school direction. School supplies are a big thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's interesting, the schools are housed in structures that are all within residential areas. You can't tell it's a school unless you see kids playing in the backyard or in the playground. So you just walk around, you'll see a school. You'll find yeah, them. You can ask a local. Yeah, that's true. It'll guide of you course. to a school. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys and gals at the Partagas shop, they're very helpful. All right. Very helpful. Donde esta la escuela? Si, senor. That's all you need. <laughs> and then the only thing that I would say, too, is I, I certainly, I don't know if I would spend money, um, even forgetting the experiences that we had and, and the access that we had, I don't know if I would spend money on a Cuban tour operator and paying someone to go to different places. You know, like like Rooster said, I think just with some basic conversations of people you meet at the Partagas shop and, 
and, and around those areas, the people in the tobacco community will help you, you know, find your way in. And then, you know, going out to the farms, you contact the farm owner, like we said, you pay a driver 150 bucks to go out there and uh, you'll have a great experience. So yeah, it's, that's the it's way more, I would go. It's more than a day trip. It's, you really yeah, can't overnight. do that overnight. Yeah, you need that's to overnight. You oh, yeah. You if you go to Pinar del Rio, you need to do an overnight. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's also, he should really take some Spanish lessons. I mean, that would come in very handy. Yeah, right. Gizmo can give them. <laughs> you know, I knew I was going to take heat as soon as you said that. I didn't know how, he but I knew it was coming. He smoking teach you. <laughs> Muy bueno. <laughs> Todo bien. Uh, Todo bien. So the other... Uh, Me he, llamo... <laughs> Me llamo Gizmo. Me llamo Gizmo. <laughs> so the other email I wanted to share was from our friend Lizard Sean, who was so kind to send us these five-year-aged uh, connoisseur bees that we're smoking tonight. Uh, very kind of him. And he sent us a great note after he was listening to our episode 100, our celebration of, of nearly two years on the podcast here. I've really come, and this is what Sean said. He says, I've really come to realize how you guys, the lizards, have impacted not just my smoking habits, but my life. Puba talking about the regular boxes or staples that everyone has to have in their collection, like Upman 2, Rass, Half Corona, D4, and others. And yeah, now I have everyone he mentioned in my collection. A tower. I would have never considered a tower until I listened to you guys. Listening to the pod has taken my cigar smoking and appreciation to the next level. And a lounge. Never would I have thought to join a lounge and start experiencing all the things you guys do as a group. And now I have that in my community. Cool. A heartfelt thank you to each of you. I feel like I have a group of friends that I've never met, but that we get to spend time together every single week. Another incredible email. That's incredible. Well, it's an incredible email. And, and I, I, you know, I wow. feel terrible that the cigar wasn't the greatest. And, and the generosity, yeah. um, Lizard Sean, I mean, Thank you so much for sending these. It's tremendous. It's really, the gesture is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we're thankful for sending these cigars in. I mean, honestly, we love you, man. And the, the cigars were really, um, and the gesture was really just just beyond, beyond words. So thank you. Very much in the Christmas spirit. Yes, sir. And I just much. love, I just love getting an email or a note like that. It's so heartfelt. Absolutely. You know, it's like that it completely encompasses why we do this every week well that if it, it's changed his life right and when we look I, I frequented cigar lounges very infrequently when i first started but when i joined our lounge that we're no longer at i met all of you there my life is different now in a much better way yeah. so that's a great great merit i totally agree yeah with you. yeah yeah 100 percent. all right boys we're coming to the end of our evening here i think it's time to start our ratings Starting first with our liquor pairing, the Weller Special Reserve. Yes. Wow, Bam is really inspecting the, I am. the Weller. Bam uh, has is doing a full spin on I, that. I love this shit. It's amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, it's Lizard so Henry is a home run, thank you. I am at a firm nine. On wow. This firm nine. Excellent, Bam. Yeah. And I'm, you know, piggybacking on Senator's note about versatility, I really saw this as a winter, late fall type of a drink, but I can, I can definitely do this with ice in the summer, and it'll be delicious. So nine for me. And I know, look, let me just say further. There are other spirits that we have access to, right? They're more expensive. They're the, the staples in our lives. But this is for what this is tonight and how it's drinking. It's a nine all day for me. All right. Senator. 
was hoping I was not next because I'm I'm debating between two numbers. Uh oh. Um, it it's really really spectacular. I, I'm just super impressed with this. So I'm believe it or not debating between a nine or a ten. I wow. Was, I was too. I was too. That's excellent. Yeah, I was too. And, and you can the, always go back. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours do we have left? <laughs> Pagoda's not here. You might be able to get away. That's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> true. Um. I'm feeling generous. I am going to round up. There and we go. It's, it's truly a reflection of everything that we consider when we rate a spirit or a cigar. The price point is absurd mm-hmm. for what this delivers. It's true. Absurd. Honestly, if, yeah. this, if you told me this were an $80 bottle, I'd still give this a nine. Mm-hmm. I truly would. I think it drinks like a $90, $80 spirit. Um, but I'm going to give it a 10 because it's very reasonably priced it is complex we called out multiple flavor notes it's balanced right like there are sweet notes here but you also get a little bit of the oak and things that just make sure that it's not um so dominant in one note like most corn-based bourbons that i can appreciate in a cocktail but that i don't enjoy to sip regularly like i would something like this the versatility of this is a huge merit, and that's also what pushes it up to a 10 for me. And um, how smooth this is at something that is not some 10, 12-year age. There's no age statement on this. I mean, this is smoother than, honestly, a lot of 12-year scotches that we drink. Yeah, that's true. That are much more expensive. So for all those reasons, this is the only bourbon that I have ever had that I could see myself drinking regularly. Wow. It's a 10. That is crazy. Pooba. Yeah, I wish I went first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I give it a ten. I, I I I'm in alignment with a lot of the commentary that 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 senator put forward. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why another snub? Well, you gave it a nine. Ha- you gave it ha- a nine. Hashtag I'm insecure. Uh, I have no idea what you mean. Um, uh, no, I'm in alignment with a lot of the commentary and, and, and your commentary. I, I, I okay, thank that, you. I, well, you didn't let me finish. Um, uh, no, but I I, 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 give this actually a ten with, with, with conviction. Um, I think, I think based on the price point, based on uh, from the first sip uh, all the way till now, it's been fantastic. I, I put a little bit of ice in it. I had it neat. It was great. It just tastes fantastic. I mean, what what can you say? It's a 90-proof bourbon. It doesn't drink like that at all. It's got caramel. It's got vanilla. It's got, it's complex. It's got cinnamon. It, it's really, really nice. It's a really good spirit. And I think it's why, I think it's why bourbon fans really love Weller. I think that, you know, Folks who love bourbon love Weller, and clearly for good reason. And you can't just walk into a liquor store and buy this. Yep. For and and it like sells in the secondary market. You have to like find it. Mm. Um, you can't. You can buy it at retail, I guess, in some places, but it's a little bit hard to get. It's not ubiquitous, and I think that's for a good reason. And that's why I give it a ten. And just one quick thing, I would add. I mean. The, the other reason for me I'm comfortable with the 10 
like Puba said, you'll you'll be really hard pressed to find this at retail. But the fact that it basically usually goes for double retail, I would pay seventy five. Uh, I would pay yeah. seventy dollars for this. Yeah, I yeah. would. Right. I, I right. wish they'd make more of it and just raise the price and and put Agreed. create you know eliminate the scarcity, raise the price, yeah, eliminate the secondary market, yeah. put it on the shelf, and I'll pay sixty five for it. True. I would. That's the mystique. It is what I it know, is. I know. So I came in tonight, boys. Just listen, just on the one glass I had from Henry in the Lounge two weeks ago, I immediately ordered this through his friend and I had it the next day. That's Lizard it, Henry. Lizard Henry. <laughs> and I was so into it. So I came in tonight, absolutely, even before I walked in, enjoying this so much then between a nine and a 10. I'm also at a 10 and I'm shocked. I thought I was going to be the only one. I was prepared for a fight tonight. Um, the reason why I push it to a 10 for sure is not because of Bam's commentary. We're going to ignore him, but because of mainly what, <laughs> what Senator Apuba said. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the reason why it, it pushed to a 10 for me is the way that it paired tonight with a Cuban cigar, that's where I was unsure of how it was going to play because I had it with a New World when I originally had it. So the way that it paired tonight with, I would argue, a medium. Mild. Yeah, yeah, mild, medium Cuban cigar through and through. I just, it really paired nicely with that. And it also is so versatile that I had it with the Padron and it was very complimentary to the Padron. It's so versatile. It would yeah. hold up to the strongest of the strongest and the mildest of the mildest. It's it's that versatile. Exactly. That's why it gets a 10. Yes. Nice. And the other thing I'll say too, the rise that we had in addition to the corn bourbon, like Senator said, they just don't work for me. And they're certainly not as versatile as these do. They're delicious spirits. I think nine times out of 10, we're going to pair those with a new world exclusively, even moving forward. But this is one that I could have in my tower, you know, in my, in my collection sure. and pull it out anytime. Regardless with of the cigar. Any cigar. That yeah. I it's well-established. Bourbon drinkers love Weller. They love it. Yeah. yeah and, and even on that, I mean, it's, it's been so shocking to me. Like Puba said, every bourbon drinker pursues Weller. And I never really understood it because they also pursue Blantons and some of these other bourbons. And I've had Blantons. I've had many of these other things that they pursue, but none has really grabbed me in the way that this has. Yeah, this is much better and than Blantons. I finally Blantons. can Sorry. get why this is so this, I apologize, yes. but yes. this is better than Blantons. Sorry. I agree. Yes. Yeah, it is. No, no, no. It, it it does grab you in a different way. It's outstanding. It's a great, great, great spirit. And our rating is? So the former liquor rating boys on the Weller Special Reserve is a 9.8. Can't beat it's that. If anyone well, thought we don't like bourbon, sorry. Yeah. That's an elite score. That is beyond elite. It's that is elite the score. best well, bourbon till that we've done. Wait, wait till we dive deeper into Weller. There won't it's be true. much higher to go. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. It's time to do the formal lizard rating now on the H. Upman Connoisseur B. Rooster, you're up. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, just want to say a big thank you to Lizard Sean for providing these uh Cigars. Unfortunately, I mean, there were some draw issues, which is no fault of Sean's. I mean, it's just Habanos being Habanos, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, but overall, the flavor was very good. I mean, the, it was it had the H. Upman DNA. It had, uh, you know, it was nutty and creamy and buttery. Um, so overall, a good experience. But we kind of have to rate the cigar at the experience that we had tonight for right. this particular yep. cigar. Right. Yep. So maybe another time we would not have the draw issues. They might score a little bit higher. So for this particular cigar and for tonight's experience, it's a seven for me. Puba. Again, thank. I'd like to echo uh, Rooster's 
sentiment. Thank you, Lizard Sean, for sending these cigars in. Very generous. I'm in alignment with Rooster. It's a seven. Um, it could have easily, I think, easily without the construction and the combustion issues, I think it have, it, it could have edged up to probably a, a, a composite score in the high, high in eights. the high eights. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, just due to due to the construction issues and the draw issues. I, I I can't give it more than a seven, but but um, again, the 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 Upman DNA was there, the potential of the cigar was there, but to no fault of anyone's except the people who rolled this, it just um, it, it it just didn't work out. My rating's a seven, and thank you again, Lizard Sean, Senator. So I'm in the exact same place as as both the lizards before me. I, I'm at a seven and. I say it it's kind of sad because this cigar, like Puba said, easily, I mean, on the on the light, take construct. Actually, when I first lit this, I did not start with construction issues. I thought I was one of the lucky ones like Gizmo. And on the light, I was sitting there saying to myself, the first number that popped in my head, I said, this is probably, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I was yeah. really, really, really impressed with the flavors at the start. And I say that as like, it was not, didn't have as much body as I would normally pursue in a cigar. But the flavor notes were interesting enough that this could get a really, really high score. It's a shame, obviously, you know, Lizard Sean is not a roller. The roller has packed way too much tobacco in this cigar. And that is what has harmed the experience. It's not even the blend. It's it's the roller mm -hmm. of these that has kind of ruined some of this cigar for us. Um, that being said, that impacted construction, like Puba was saying throughout which at this ring gauge is disappointing. You expect this to be a chimney cigar. That's as soon as we, when we held this in our hand and looked at it, the, all I was thinking about, like this is the cigar that after a long day or a really great day that you pull out of your humidor and light. And I was super excited for that. And again, the, the roller is what obviously uh, did not let that become a reality. As far as the flavor notes, the first half for me was better than the second half. If this could have held that all the way through, but just picked up in strength, this would have gotten an eight. Um, it did not where the final third, I mean, I was mostly just getting tobacco with very faint notes of anything that I was able to get in the first half. So um, I give it a seven, but if I ever came across a single in another year, another code, you would try it. Maybe that sure. is rolled sure. better. I would try it because like there, there's something to it. There's I something think we all there. Would. We all would. Yeah. It just um, wasn't all brought together to bring out its best. But um, you know, for folks who like the county line, I definitely think it's worth trying. And I appreciate Lizard Sean sending them because I think for us it's been fun. We all started with the county A on on Puba's recommendation and, and have been very happy with it. And um, it's nice to see kind of what the the full range of the line has to offer. So I agree with everything that's been said so far. The only thing that I experienced was a better constructed cigar that i think most people in the room so you know the last third for me it fell off so that was disappointing i think the other thing that factors into my rating tonight is the lack of combustion like you said I'm, i don't pull out 54 ring gauge cigars cer certainly ones that are close to six inches long i just don't smoke cigars like that very often so when i do i expect to be a chimney at, you know to quote senator so often mm -hmm. I, I expect there to be a lot of smoke output I expect the draw to be flawless. I shouldn't have to fight it at all. Yeah. You want it to light up like an E2. It needs to just yeah. go and just be right. effortless. Right. And unfortunately, for how much I enjoyed 
the first two thirds of flavor tonight, it was not effortless. There was quite a bit of effort. There to, was work there. Yeah. To, yeah. We had to work to, to move through this cigar. And I just don't think that a Robusto extra of any design should, we should have to work that hard mm -hmm. for. So for me, it's an eight simply because I didn't have construction issues, but if that last third was better and the combustion was better, it absolutely would have been a nine. Unfortunately, I think the cigar could, with age, five, seven years of age and properly constructed, I think it could even maybe beat what, what Puba just said. I think mm -hmm. it could be in the low nines or mid nines if it was performing the way it was designed to. But unfortunately, we didn't have the experience tonight. So my rating's an eight. Right. Bam. You would, you'd probably have to explore other years to see if the cigars are constructed differently than the one we had tonight. It started off as a nine. It was delicious. But as I went through the cigar, it started to fall apart. I went to an eight. I wasn't upset about the delamination because it recovered impressively in the middle. I was really impressed by that. But that last inch and a half had absolutely no flavor. I'm at a seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I must say that H. Upman is a premium mark. Of course. Of course. So to have this kind of draw issues on on an on an Upman cigar yeah. is not acceptable. True. Today. And it's a completely different cigar than the Kanye, which is yeah, but I'm, I'm a just positive. Saying, it's I'm a just good saying thing, the right? H. Upman marker in general, like yeah, the whole yeah. thing. You know, oh, it, sure. It's it's sure. a premium market. You're paying forty five dollars for a cigar. This should not happen. Yeah. yeah. So the roller gets a four. That's <laughs> yeah. his rating. At four, I'd say a two. I'd say a two. and I'd give him a zero. <laughs> At forty dollars, it should have performed a lot better. Yeah. yeah. So boys, the composite lizard rating on the H. Upman Connoisseur B is a seven point two. So let's go through the six other. Upman's we've done on the podcast will go in ascending order. So like I said, tonight was a 7.2. The Magnum 50 on episode 62 got a 7.6. The Magnum 46 on episode 6, long time ago, got an 8.1. Then we had the Connie 1 pretty recently on episode 96 at an 8.6. The Connie A, one of Puba's favorites, on episode 86 got a 9.2. The Robustos Anahados, which is a real special cigar. Yeah. Uh, box date uh, 2011 on those from episode 72 got a 9.6. And the Upman 2, of course, on episode 40 from Love 14, notorious factory code for brilliant cigars. Yeah. Was one of our highest rated Cubans ever at a 9.8. Oh, yeah. Stellar cigar. So, you know, at, at a 72 tonight, it's certainly on the, it's the a bottom end, unfortunately. It is, yeah. yeah. And without the construction issues, I think it would have been agreed in the middle of the pack or you know closer to. I think we would have all been closer did. to eights on that. Yeah, school. yeah, I'm just the thing that's encouraging about it for me. The blend is not bad. The blend is good. Mm -hmm. right. We liked a lot of the flavor notes that we got. Yeah, it's the construction that really screwed it up, where we just couldn't get that carried all the way through the cigar. Right. Yeah, I almost guarantee a fresh. Cigar, even a 22, 23, it could be would very good, much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's something that maybe in the next year or two, I think we revisit the, the, the Connie B just because of this experience tonight. Because how many cigars have we had that you know, construction's fine, everything else, and we try them and it's like, oh my god, this is going to be torture. Unfortunately, the flavor, like it didn't preview per se, but you know that the DNA is right, the blend is right, it's just. The construction really affected our yeah, night tonight. It, right? I think, yeah, it, it's rare that you get a, and I smoke a lot of Upman, it's rare that you really get flukes from them. 
especially with that box code where you get cigars that aren't smoking well. I mean, it's just, it's rare. So maybe it's, I, 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 my hypothesis is that it's an outlier and that this cigar, where it should be, constructed the way it should be, rolled the way it should be, is, is much, much better. I'd also be curious for listeners that have had this cigar different years, different codes, right. what their experience has been. Yeah, I'd love for them us. to write us. Send an email. That's because a great point. then I want to pursue, if, if a listener says like they've had a 22 box that was actually great, I, I would pursue, I, I would try this again. I just, the potential's there for something really enjoyable. So um, I hope we revisit it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. I mean, the Connie B is something that you hear a lot of like chatter about where people are hyping it like, you know, like, oh, I'm smoking a Connie B. You know, they're, they're smoking a Connie A. Yeah. If you know, or an, or, or, or an Upman two, or, uh, you know, or even a connoisseur one or two. You know, I mean, they're 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 talking about them. You don't hear about the B a lot. Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, boys, a good night tonight. Very very awesome of lizard sean to send these cigars to us and fantastic you know we've talked about you know we have so many cigars coming up we've done so many recently listeners send in cigars it's really really kind it's a special experience whenever listener sends a cigar in absolutely really is is. we're very very thankful so boys tonight on the podcast the weller bourbon special reserve got a 9.8 and the h upman connoisseur b ended up unfortunately at a 7.2 so we have one more in the connoisseur line to do the connoisseur 2 So that'll be coming up in the first quarter of next year. And of course, boys, Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Have a great holiday. Ho, ho, ho. And we'll see everybody next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.